The historic return. Today is the day. Welcome back to So You Think You Can Fanon. The only podcast where I've been gone for like three weeks because our scheduling conflicts have been very bad. Praise the Jacob, he has returned. What's going on, fellas? It's going pretty good. How's it going, boys? It's been so long, and it, it definitely isn't just that we record on the days I work, and we still talk when we're not recording, and I totally haven't <laughs> talked to you guys in three weeks. Yeah, yeah I, I, haven't, I haven't seen or heard from you. Um, I would also like to say we have, an, an, as I'm checking now, a new follower on... Uh, on Twitter, a guy named Me Man. I I hope you're I hope I hope you're you're listening. I hope you watch this episode and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the club. You can yeah, be you... like uh uh our good old friend Ralph, uh who is one of the yeah. only people who listens to us. Yeah, we can develop a parasocial relationship know. with our first ten followers, and they'll probably all unfollow True. us because we smell bad. We've been fermenting uh, for a uh, year. I'll, and a half. I'll, I'm gonna I'll say ha- one I'll... bad thing about New Jersey on accident, and Ralph's gonna block us. Uh, I'll I'll, ha- <laughs> I'll have you know that uh, at the convention we body spray and deodorize. Perfect. That's true. It's my body spray, so I would know, Sergio. What? You? you I feel like I used all of it. Well, what do you want me to be yeah, stinky? I know. Yeah, I know. We were in layers, uh, and that convention center was hot. What are we doing today, boys? What, what's reading... going on? All Guardsmen Party again, this time from oh, where we wow. left off. Please, if you'd like, if you'd like to see the beginning of this story, go back to. Mm, fuck! Why is the page not loading? What episode was All Guardsmen Party? All Guardsmen Party was episode number one hundred and two. An all guardsman party. Oh no, there's two Y's. Oh no, I need to edit it right now. We're on what's in the box. Yes, yeah. we're on the what's in the box chapter. If you've already read All Guardsman Party, it is a great uh, campaign that somebody ran and posted to 4chan. It is an ongoing story. There's a lot, there's a lot, a lot to it. And we have had a great time reading it. It is very much a Warhammer story. Now let's see. Where's hey, the, more importantly, uh, link to it's a good were. Warhammer story. Yes, that's a that's an important one. There's not we ha- we haven't we I don't think we've read a bad Warhammer fiction on the fan fiction on the podcast, and I think that's because we're specifically going sh- through and making sure we pick ones that are good to read. Yeah, that that helps a little bit. Let's me. So we did. Uh, yeah, what's in the box? Why is why is 4chan referring to the the Black Templars as the Reddit Templars? <laughs> did we? Uh, I mean, we did dude where's funny. my psyker, right? Yeah, it's. I think so. Yeah, we did. We're yeah, on we did. what's in the box. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Shall I begin? Hold on. Yeah, let me see. Can... Oh yeah. Okay. Did we read <clears throat> this one? I don't think we read Dude Where's Our Psyker. Yeah, we did. No, we did. No, we did. I see. I remember that picture of George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, the image for this one is an inspirational poster saying, I want you for the Imperial Inquisition, which also wouldn't be real at all because the Imperial Inquisition is just kind of known isn't it sort of like a rumored wait organ. wait wait hold on hold on, hold they, on. They, they, they're they're a boogeyman yeah you, you know if, if 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 you say that the that the emperor is black then you're getting i don't <laughs> i don't think we read i don't think we read dude where's my psyker yeah we did i i i we we did read it I, runner came down and told sure? us we were being assigned or, to a new team and we were to report to our shuttle immediately with a weary side we picked up our bags that the interrogator, his two assistants, and his three psychers were already aboard. Okay, we no, didn't not, read it. No, we, 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 we didn't we, read it. Yeah, we did not. They Sorry, used the I'm, same I'm, picture. They used the same picture of George W. Bush twice in two chapters. Oh my god! So we are reading, dude. Where's my psyker? Let's let's. Start. Yes. Did we? Okay. Who, yeah. Who, who wants good. to read first? <clears throat> I will go. 
so this is uh, an image of a servitor skull screaming internally, looking very happy. It's called a servo skull, you servo fucking skull. fake fan. This is the ongoing tale of a bunch of guardsmen who got drafted into the Inquisition after their regiment was reduced to a mere 37 men by a combination of orcs, heretics, more orcs, tyranids, and of course their own leadership. Currently, they're working for an Inquisitor. That is the 40k equivalent of Professor Oak. He provides teams and missions to interrogators who need to get some leadership experience before becoming full Inquisitors. The lot of these guardsmen is rather thankless. They're matched up with five other less combat-focused team members assigned to an interrogator and sent out to fight the enemies of the Imperium. Our story starts with Nubby and Twitch, vainly trying to open up the locked exit to the shuttle after being told that their new squad contained three psychers, in addition to an assassin tech priest and the interrogator himself. Sarge is screaming internally as he remembers that the last psychers he worked with accidentally summoned a bloodstorm and turned into a demon host the second they tried to do anything. Doc is captivated by the sight of a fat little man-child chewing on a seat's headrest. Heavy Let has decided... <laughs> Heavy has decided that this is all above his pay grade and is making himself comfortable by lying across a row of seats. The interrogator explains that the team is on its way to find out why a planet has not been supplying psychers to the black ships. One of the psychers asks Sarge to stop screaming. It is making it hard to think. The All Guardsmen Party. And, dude, where's my Psyker? Current psychic phenomena, zero. Current perils of the warp, zero. Jacob? Yes, I will read. I definitely wasn't about to take a bite out of a sandwich. Okay. So, so no shit, there we were, stuck on a small ship with three psychers on our way to perform a top-to-bottom search of an entire planet, all for the sole purpose of finding more psychers. We did not have high hopes for this mission. Hell, some of us had concerns about whether we'd even be sane when we got there. The journey itself wasn't so bad. Instead of being guests on a Navy vessel, our interrogator actually had his own small ship. Sure, almost all the space was taken up by our interrogator's huge-ass... Cogita <laughs> cogitator? Array? What the Cogitator? Google time? Uh, cogitator. Cogitator is the most commonly a commentator. A cogitator is the most commonly used term in low gothic for any type of digital computer. It's just a fucking PC. Okay. Yeah. Call me the lore master because I can't fucking read. But at least we didn't have any navy ratings trying to take our we weapons away or bitching at us for setting trip wi trip wire traps in the corridors. The problem was. That <laughs> Sorry, I'm fucking sinus draining like crazy right now. Ouch. That's The problem was the people we had to make the journey with. We didn't like any of the psychers. One was a smarmy tool who spent far too much time talking and making himself look pretty. Then there was the weaselly creep who constantly scanned everyone's thoughts and ran it to the boss. And finally, there was the psychotic man-child who would occasionally throw telekinetic temper tantrums. We oh. called them Face, Snitch, and Nutjob, respectively. Compared to these guys, the snooty social assassin chick and the incredibly antisocial tech priest weren't that bad. The interrogator was definitely worse. Our interrogator was adept path and was apparently some sort of data wizard. It took an entire ship just to carry all of his cogitators, and he loved those machines like they were his children. Unfortunately, the bastard was in a complete shut-in. Instead of saying, staying in the dark with his cogitators, he constantly held meetings and forced us all to attend. Not a day would go by without, without him calling us together to update everyone on what little clues he'd found or check up on how we were preparing for the mission or lecture us on proper inquisitorial behavior. It was horrible. Sergio. In the picture, the, the picture is a tech priest going, I knew you'd say that! Uh, the, uh, this one's picture is a uh, is a little uh, uh, like it's an infographic. Uh, it's an infographic. Uh, it says, "Are you lonely? Tired of working on your own? Do you hate making decisions? Live under a dictatorship? No, actually, it says hold a meeting. You can <laughs> see people, show charts, feel important, point with a stick, eat donuts, impress your colleagues, all on company time. Meetings, the practical alternative to work." 
on our previous mission, we'd happily ignored everyone else on our team while they happily did likewise. This time, we had an, uh, an interrogator who had never used a gun in anger, giving us unwanted advice about combat drill, kit loadout, regulatory compliance, and freaking etiquette. This was all to be done in a tone of smug benevolence. He understood that we were just dim-witted manual laborers and couldn't be blamed for not being as smart as he was. That's why it was his duty to do all the hard thinking for us. The cherry on the top of this was Snitch, who would report what we were thinking to the boss. Every time those lectures filled us with murderous rage, the little weasel would go and tell on us. Then we'd get a second lecture on proper attitude towards authority. God, Emperor, we hated him. Eventually, we arrived at the planet, which had earned the Inqui Inquisition's attention by providing the black ships with nothing but pathetically weak psychers, completely unsuited for any use whatsoever. Um, there were probably dogs out there with more psychic talent than the strongest psychers sent to the ship. But when the black ships had scanned the planet, there were no unsanctioned psychers running around. So they took this pathetic tithe and left. Now we were here to find out where all the psychers that should have been on a planet of this size had gone. The gist of all these little briefings we've suffered through was that a disappearance on this scale meant that we were dealing with corruption in the government, a massive cult, some kind of psyker-eating daemon, or Eldar. This meant, until proved otherwise, you had to assume that everyone was in on it. So until the interrogator got some sort of evidence, we wouldn't have any outside support. Um, I think we should probably mention um, that... Uh, so the, so the, the Emperor requires a nice breakfast of 10,000 Psyker Souls to keep the uh, the intergalactic uh, lighthouse Is working. Is it 10,000 or 1,000? I think it's only 1,000. It, it, yeah, I think it might just be 1,000. It's a lot. Either way. Because psychers are quite rare, isn't it? Like less than a tenth of the less than one tenth of a percent of the population. Yeah, but Probably. they also have a gigantic population. So there's right, a but lot you have to them. organize them to get them to be sacrificed. You also yeah. have to make sure that they don't explode or turn into a demon. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the next one has an image of an ordinary van outside the Quickie Mart from Simpsons. The posh assassin chick and face did all the social legwork. They would circumspectly shake people down for information while we loomed in the background, or preferably down the street at a cheap diner. Apparently they were very good at it, since everyone aside from us thought they were absolutely delightful to be around. And at the end of each day, they would transcribe everything they found and beam it up for the interrogator to process. The other information-gathering team involved the tech priest and snitch hanging around in the equivalent of an unmarked van. They spent all day driving around hacking wireless networks, scanning people's thoughts, and dumping all the information back to the boss in orbit. We got to drive the van and fetch some snacks at times. We didn't all get to leave the ship. One or two of us were always stuck at base, since it was apparently our job to babysit the nutjob psyker. It really was babysitting, too, because we'd have to clean up the messes he made, get food for him, calm him down when he threw a fit, and entertain him when he got bored and started pulling rivets out of the walls with his brain. Poor Doc got that job more than anyone else. He just wasn't very good at saying no. Aside from that, though, it was an improvement over the trip out there. We were occasionally able to get away from our teammates, and whoever was backing up the social team got to visit some pretty high-class parties. It was always a nice opportunity to snag some good food and, in Nubby's case, pocket the silverware. This is a picture of a bunker. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> Sandbags everywhere. Yeah, sandbags forming into a bunker, kind of like how they had them set up in the Pacific Front. Huh. God, my sinuses are fucking draining like crazy. After a while, the interrogator called us together and informed us of his brilliant deductions and masterful analyses. These involved money trails, newfound political power, falsified ship manifests, and other stuff we didn't really care about. It all boiled down to someone in the government is selling psychers off-planet. Once our interrogator was done explaining his genius, he had everyone but himself rebased to a few floors of apartments. Located in one of the larger cities on the planet. After the team was settled in, he sent us out to take some long, hard looks at a bunch of nearby banks. 
We enjoyed being away from him in his constant meetings and quickly turned the building into a proper into a proper guard barracks, which is to say that Twitch wired the place up with dozens of traps, Nubby started fencing stolen goods out of the garage, and the rest of us built a set of barricades between us and the outside world, as well as between us and the rest of our damn team. It felt good to be home. Before long, word came down that the interrogator had identified the operations banker and the whole ground team was sent off to get some answers out of them. So while Heavy hung out in the van while the socially unacceptable members of the team uh, and ignored uh, the ugly little man prodding his brain and demanding candy, the rest of us infiltrated the bank. That is to say, we put on suits, which succeeded in making us look exactly like guardsmen in suits, and marched behind face and the assassin to one of the plant's largest banks. There was a little bit of trouble getting through security, which was entirely our fault. All of us had kept our LAS rifles underneath our suits, and Twitch was still carrying a few uh, a few debt packs. We weren't very good at disguises. Luckily, between Face doing some psycho stuff and the tech priest's hack van messing with the security systems, we got in fine. After we passed security, Face and the assassin greased a few palms and screwed with a few mines. For long, we all sat down to a nice discussion and tea time with the banker, while they that us guardsmen stood around and looked ominous various false fight credentials were shown psychic tricks were used and a discreet uplink was attached to a, a cogitator then everyone left happy and healthy um we decided to exit via the back way as to not trouble security again and also because nubby had wheeled out the tea trolley when we left hmm. the tea trolley the tea trolley oh i love the tea trolley <clears throat> this image Oh, the last image that Sergio had was, like, a bunch of guys in suits with guns. Yeah, the mafia. Yeah. Except and this one is... Um, uh, slightly overweight. It looks like a picture of bloody giblets from Fallout yeah. New Vegas. It's either... Yeah, it's it's a bloody mess character. It looks like, uh, judging from the picture of the, the, the color of the pants, it's probably an NCR ranger. Probably. Yeah. That would make sense. All right. So, <clears throat> the boss and the rest were pretty excited about what was found on the banker's cogitator. The next few days were spent in relative peace while the interrogator worked with the rest of the team to map out a web of corruption and bribery. This lasted right up until Snitch called us one evening and said a large group of hitmen were moving through the empty door below us. We were locked and loaded within seconds and started laying fire into the hitmen from multiple sides before they even hit the edge of the perimeter. We had good cover, good firing lines, knowledge of the terrain, superior weaponry, much better training, and the element of surprise. It was a slaughter. The last three of them were pinned down by Heavy and Twitch while the rest of us flanked them when everything went dark and horrific screaming started. When the lights returned, all the hitmen, dead or alive, had been reduced to chunky salsa, and we could all hear Nutcase giggling upstairs. This killed the mood. Everyone eyed the psycho nervously as we packed up our shit, got the hell out of there before the authorities showed up. We elected to exit via the garages in a cargo truck while the rest of the team used the shuttle on the roof. None of us wanted to be anywhere near the psychers after that show. Also, Nubby and Twitch didn't want to leave anything behind. Psychic phenomena count at one. No perils of the warp. Yet. Jacob? Jakub? Yes? Jakuber? Yes? You're going to... Yes? Sorry, I got pinged on Discord and I had to make sure it wasn't important. We rebased to another almost identical set of apartments and went about guardifying it again. Except this time, Twitch was given free reign on the entire buffer floor instead of just the entrances and windows. While this meant that entering our vase via the main entrance took about 15 minutes and carried a very real risk of grisly death, we knew that people were actively trying to kill us. Also, we didn't want to depend on anyone who turned bodies into chunky salsa and giggled about it for our, for our perimeter security. The rest of the team started using air transport exclusively after the assassin nearly lost a hand when she didn't follow Twitch's entry instructions correctly. After a few days at our new base doing scan trips and otherwise laying low, Snitch found a young n nascent... Nascent? Yeah, nascent. nascent? Yeah. Okay, I'm yep. a fucking genius. Nascent psyker, powerful enough to be worthwhile, so our team of elite inquisitorial agents started stalking out a toddler. 
Our unmarked vans follow the kid day and night, from his hab to the daycare to the playground and everywhere else he might take a toddler. Imagine five heavily armored men all clustered around a screen watching a kid being pushed on a swing while behind them an undeniably creepy bugger relays what everyone in the playground is currently thinking and a psychotic man-child picks his nose and mutters to himself. Eventually our weird stakeout paid off. A bunch of suits showed up and grabbed the kid and his mother. Mother, uh, so no shit, we were, so no shit, there we were. Five guards and two psychers in the middle of a playground, chasing a bunch of G-men, carrying a struggling woman and a small child. The woman and child were screaming, the G-men were calling for backup. Our psychers were yelling about one of the G-men being in a blunter. Uh, while we all had our guns out, none of us wanted to open fire. What the fuck is a blunter? No clue. While open fire in the middle of the playground, we were gaining on them being a sprinter as a survival trait in any guardsman. But right as we reached them, one of them slapped a button on their chest, and another one started to float into the air as the surrounding area was covered with frost. We all immediately slammed into an invisible wall because we hit the, the the bounds of the map, and we were scattered across the ground. While Snitch stopped and started muttering himself and gesturing, none of us wanted to be in the middle of a psyker fight, so we flanked the invisible shield, left heavy to cover the enemy psyker, and resumed the chase. The G-men had gone to ground in a playscape and opened fire on us with small arms. We were having trouble because the child was apparently emitting random bursts of static electricity. We decided that the survival was more important than civilian casualties and returned fire from whatever cover we could find. Since we were damn good at our jobs, things went pretty poorly for the G-men. We nailed most of them in the first few volleys, which convinced the last few to keep their heads down while we flanked them. Behind us, Heavy was laying stubborn fire into the enemy Psyker shield, and Snitch was pressing him hard. Then, with a little pop, the enemy Psyker disappeared. That's very spooky. <clears throat> this one is a picture of a VTOL, I believe. Very futury looks like a, looks like a Looks like a fucking Titanfall. Yeah, it kind of does. I don't know. While Heavy and Snitch watched the spot where the Psyker had been, we rushed the remaining G-Men. Our interrogator was helpfully reminding us over the Vox that he wanted prisoners, so we charged in to beat the shit out of the last few survivors. Unfortunately, at this point, their backup arrived in the form of an unmarked government flyer, which immediately began to lay down some very serious suppressive fire. This was higher stakes than we were ready for, so we bugged the hell out of out while remaining the G while the remaining G-men piled in with the kid and his mother. The flyer wasn't done with us, though. As soon as its doors were closed, it lifted off and got ready to do a strafing run. We hit the dirt and dodged the first pass like true guardsmen. While behind us, the enemy Psyker had reappeared with another pop, and the fight resumed. This time, the fight was over in seconds. The nutjob had finally caught his fat ass up with us, and with a little... <coughs> the enemy Psyker turned inside out. That done with, both the Psykers and Heavy turned their attention to the flyer, which decided that it was very much time to cut its losses and get the hell out of there. As we got back up out of cover, the interrogator calls us to tell us that the assassin and face had successfully tagged the flyer with a tracer, and the tech priest would shortly be picking us up to assault any facility that they had been landing at. Psychic phenomena now at three, with one peril of the warp. The picture on this is an image. Uh, just an image of a building. Like, I don't know how else like to describe it. Like a futuristic building. Like a kind of yeah. semi-government looking one. It's got flags on building. Apparently, some minor detail about the G-Man or the Flyer finally gave the interrogator the evidence he needed to safely call in official support. After he was done bitching at us for not capturing anyone or stopping the Flyer or whatever else we did wrong, our interrogator told us a squad or two of Arb Arbites or Arbites. 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 I don't fucking know. Arbides. They're the Arbiters. Arbides. Arbiter. The Arbides would be assisting us. Nubby was understandably nervous about being around what were nom nominally law enforcement officers. None of us were happy when the interrogator explained that he was only bringing in the Arb the Arbides because he thought we were incompetent. But overall, this news was well received by us guardsmen. More bodies between us and the incoming fire is always welcome. Doubly so if they had heavy armor and good fire discipline. The facility we landed at was large, grim, and obviously a shuttle port. Therefore, our job in this raid was to capture any available information about where the shuttles would be going. So while two squads of Arbit... I can't fucking say it still. Arbites had fun clearing the place room by room with judicious use of shotguns and shock malls. We kept a secure perimeter around the rest of our team as they uplinked cogitators and mind-scanned people. Aside from a few runners and idiots... 
too dumb to surrender. We didn't have any excitement until one of the Arbiti squads found the Psyker upholding area. Or the Psyker holding area. I don't know where up came out of my brain. As the, as the Arbiti's closed in, one of the G-men apparently decided that the situation was unsalvageable and released the Psykers. Under the cover of a dozen physically gifted children freaking the, the hell out, they punched through the Arbiti squad and headed straight right towards us, or more likely the flyer we were examining. We opened fire as the heavily armed G-men entered the hangar and had them, had them pinned in the hallway until Sergeant Heavy's cover got blown apart by a fireball. Once again, we found ourselves in a, caught in a Stiker duel. It was three-on-three, three, and this time, Nutjob wasn't curb-stomping them. The fight seemed evenly matched. Also, the picture here is, uh, like... The, the cheeky breaky guy uh like eyes closed hands on on face as there is a feels good uh like a, yeah feels good there's a humvee uh with a bunch of like c4 strapped to it uh the fight seemed easily matched our psychers stood there and grimaced a lot and we occasionally manifested horrible smells or small earthquakes their psychers sat in cover and did likewise we didn't have line of sight on any of them we tried to toss in a grenade and got slapped back at us halfway through its arc we weren't sure what to do but after the fourth creepy occurrence, he decided it's time to use our initiative and end this ship before somebody summoned a daemon. Sarge appropriated a nearby forklift and drove it into the hangar, outside the hangar. Then we slapped a bunch of debt packs on it. We turned it to the outside wall of the hallway the psychers were holed up in, put a brick on the pedal, and blew the entire hallway into rubble before anyone knows what was going on. Surprised the hell out of us when the dust cleared and the two psychers were still there, hiding under a shield. But it didn't last long after that. With a hellish bang, one of the psychers shot into the air and splattered against the shield. The last psyker immediately turned inside out we could hear nutjob giggling in the back of the hangar psychic phenomena count eight perils of the warp count two <clears throat> the next one is an image of a hand grenade taped to a wall with a small string attached to the uh what's the little ring on the grenade called i've never known what that the was pin. just the pin okay yeah but, uh, so if you open the door Did the you, pin would you know that straight up do you know that trapping doors is illegal huh yes interesting isn't that crazy <clears throat> That was the last of the resistance. We poked through the military hardware that was left behind while the rest of our team did inquisitorial stuff to the surviving G-men and their cogitators. After they were finished, we picked up our, packed up our loot and headed back to base to rest and rearm while the interrogator played with all the data we got for him. We were assured that before long, he'd know where the psychers had been sent from the processing facility and were told to get ready to launch another assault as soon as he had a target. Being guardsmen, we knew that the best way to prepare for an assault is to eat a good meal and catch as much sleep as possible. So as soon as our kits were prepped, we all hit the sack, while the rest of the team watched the perimeter. This meant that we were all deep asleep, with the exception of Twitch, who merely dozed with his lasgun pointed at the door and the safety off, when a second assassination team got through our outer perimeter. Perimeter. The enemy must have seen the remains of their last team and decided that the Psykers were the primary threat because this team had at least one untouchable with it. Unfortunately for them, untouchables don't do anything to stop booby traps. The whole team had slowly cleared a small path across the floor that Twitch had trapped and reached the big expensive security door that led to our makeshift barracks. They formed up behind their best infiltrator and got ready to storm the place as soon as he hacked the door controls. Then... The door opened, and they had exactly one quarter of a second to express surprise that anyone would tape several short-fuse grenades to the inside of a top-of-the-line security door. Untouchables are, are, um, are blanks, by the way. Okay. The psychic nullifiers for those listening who are unaware. Hmm. Continue. This picture is an exploding building. Obviously. Yes. This this woke us all up, and Twitch being Twitch, he'd, he'd put an entire clip and two frags into the open doorway before anyone else was upright. He probably didn't hit anyone since the six grenades taped to the inside of the security door had vaporized everyone near it, but he sure as hell convinced their rear guard to start falling back. Not that it did them any good. Before the rest of us were on our feet, Twitch hit the remote detonator for every single mine he'd placed below us. The entire buffer floor was blown to shrapnel, taking the rest of the assassination team with it and setting off uh, alarms up and down the entire block. Luckily, the building was non-flammable and sturdily built, so aside from a very rude awakening, no, no one we really cared about was hurt. You know what that reminds me of? What? You know that mission in Hotline Miami where you can shoot the explosive and blow up the entire floor? 
I remember that. Like, the, like they've got the guy, they've got the guy in the fucking uh, suicide vest, and you just shoot it, and just you just it just goes. Just everybody dies, yeah. and just everybody in the room fucking dies at once. That's what that reminds me of. Sarge decided that nap time was over, so he kitted up and waited for the word from our interrogator. Before it long it came, he'd pinpointed mm-hmm. a rogue trader that was receiving the psychers and carrying them to off-world slave markets. A joint naval and arbitrary force would meet us in orbit, and we would board the trader before they made their escape. Our primary objective was to capture the senior crew members and find their contact within the local government. Secondary objectives included retrieving any psychers currently on the ship, capturing the navigational and financial logs, and not blowing the ship up like you blew up our base. Are all guardsmen this incompetent? Bruh. I really like the the yeah. author's use of the of the quote. Well, so no shit. There we were. <laughs> yes. So, uh, a picture of the raid of the Tantive Four from the uh, uh the hit movie. Star Wars movie. Yes, the hit Star Wars movie, Star Wars. Uh, so no shit. There we were on a naval boarding shuttle on our way to capture a rogue. Tr- so this, this is one. Are you, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're uh, good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I felt like they used this line earlier, but yeah, uh, they got... they say no shit where we were basically every four paragraphs. Okay. Uh, yeah. So on our way to capture rogue trader and his retinue from a ship filled with captive psychers, we're not exactly enthusiastic about our odds of survival. Rogue traders have a reputation for being, or at least employing, very scary people. Plus, an entire ship of untrained ones was a terrifying thought. Our ours were bad at all. Uh, bad enough alone. Still, we were guardsmen. Facing certain death for unappreciative superiors is what being a guardsman is all about. None of us really enjoyed the shuttle trip. The pilot was clearly terrified, and the evasive maneuvers made us all nauseous. We have expected to be blown out of space before we got to the ship, but we landed on the hull without incident and cut our way into the interior. While we did this, several other Navy and RBD shuttles were doing likewise. This was not a subtle attack, so it was hardly surprising that before we got ten feet into the ship's alarm started to go off. We knew... We knew our business, though, and mowed down all opposition before they got a shot, shot, a shot off on us. Uh, the assault was God, was going well for all of the teams. We'd seized the, the engines and the main batteries. The main hangars were on the verge of surrender, and the tech priest was pretty sure he'd located the bridge. Seizing the initiative, he remotely hacked all the entrance to lock open so they couldn't be shut against us. Unfortunately, they turned out to be actually the doors to the Psyker's isolation cells. And the second he opened them, everything went to hell literally um could you pause the recording real quick because my mom called for me yeah Yeah, sure (laughs) welcome back all right i think sergio was in the middle sergio finished no sergio finished finished. okay so we're on the next paragraph which is you in the picture is the poster for event horizon which, if you if you have are listening and you don't know is uh just kind of a warhammer ripoff (laughs) <laughs> like like self-admitted by the director yeah it kind of is all right ghostly images filled the air the frescoes on the walls started weeping blood unearthly screaming came from every direction and stench that put even nubby's lack of hygiene to shame emanated from the air vents our psychers moved forward to try and sort things then- out before the entire ship got sucked into the warp or something what Vent. Okay. But we wanted nothing to do with a section of spaceship filled with supernatural darkness and constantly fluctuating gravity. We still had a mission, though, and since the psychic activity was blocking Vox communication, Sarge took operational command. We needed to get to the bridge, which the rather embarrassed tech priest assured us was definitely just a little farther past the Psyker holding area. Once there, we needed to find the rogue trader, subdue him, and hit him until he ratted on his buddies. The problem was that even though there were other passages to the bridge that didn't go through the psyker cells, the psychic spillover had turned that entire section of ship into a no-man's land. Just walking in there would be suicide, but Sarge figured that there was a safe way to cross the hellscape if we only could find the right people. Sarge was pretty sure that any ship carrying a bunch of unhappy psychers would have at least one untouchable on board, just in case something like this happened. 
All we needed to do was find out where they were and convince them to take a walk with us. So we had our tech priest do a quick scan to find out if any areas nearby weren't experiencing paranormal activity, then went to go knock on some doors. Sure enough, we found two untouchables hanging out in a cabin speculating on what all the fuss was about. One of them tried to make a fight of it and got shot for his trouble, but the other understood that in times like this, all men need to come together and serve the Emperor. So we cocooned him in duct tape, threw him over heavy shoulder, and set off for the bridge. Yagubdur. Yeah, the image is uh, Chewbacca carrying C-3PO. <laughs> Like in like an empire when he's all taken apart. The walk was really qu quite pleasant as long as you ignored the dense stains, puddles, and complete absence of. I can't talk. It's been too long. That break was too long. My brain is shut off. Absence of any living creature. We walked right up to the bridge without any opposition and found it locked down tighter than a sororitas convent when the guard was in town on leave. Well, the locked doors might have been posed a problem for some other some of the other boarding ships. Nubby had helpfully attained several of the cutting tools that the shuttle crew had used to open up on the outer hull. So with the tech priest's help, we found a section of wall which was much thinner than the blast door and started cutting our way in. Sadly, even with a breaching charge to help with the final step, a last cutter is not quick or subtle. All we found in the bridge after we flashbanged the shit out of it and stormed in was a bunch of empty seats and a locked door labeled escape pods. We used the ship's vox to contact the boss and explain the situation. After he was done bitching at us, especially the poor tech priest, he decided that given our lack of success, he would track the trader's escape pod instead of just blowing it out of the sky. We were to get our damn psychers back and get ready to a raid wherever the trader finally went to ground. So we duct taped. So with our duct taped untouchable in tow, we went back into the psychic no man's land and started sorting shit out. The DTU really trivialized everything. It was just a matter of time. It was just a matter of walking up to the psychers, having Doc trank them, and tossing them on a pallet heavy was pushing. Occasionally, we'd run into a, ma a minor demon, or a crazed crew member, or an obvious demon host, but between the DTU and the literal dose of last fire, nothing posed a real threat. We eventually collected all the surviving psychers, a few of them were inside out, freaking nut job, and found our three psychers a little worse for wear, but ready to go after the rogue trader as soon as we knew, knew where he was going. Psychic Phenomena Count, 23. Perils of the Warp Count, 5. Uh, the pallet full of sedated psychers was turned over to the Arbitess along with the DTU. We were sad to see him go. He was like a big sticky teddy bear that kept us all safe and happy, but he had to stay with the psychers, so we handed him over to the Arbitess and headed for the shuttle. The interrogator boxed us with directions to pick up the assassin who had spent the whole mission getting the, her nails done or something and report to an Arbitee precinct near some big government mansion. Our interrogate, interrogator had used his incredible skills and brilliant mind to track the rogue trader here, and also oh cleverly pinned the secretary such and such as the master behind this whole mess. Our job was to qu quietly go in and capture the secretary and rogue traders so they could be used by the Inquisition to sort out all this out without causing a massive scandal or minor war. So while the Arbitess put up a very discreet perimeter and the tech priest worked with some local engineers, engine seers, uh, to quietly shut down the mansion's communications. The rest of our team planned our infiltration, but at this point, Sarge was done with everyone's shit and vetoed several complex ruses suggested by the assassin and face. Eventually, they gave up, and the team was disguised as a heavily, a, a group of heavily armed guardsmen, some dangerously unstable psychers. These weren't exactly the best disguises, but we felt pretty sure that everyone would act their part. Uh, the disguises in question are probably similar to the picture, which is a bunch of kind of goofy-looking guys in full military garb with armors and really big guns and weapons and shit. <clears throat> I figured they're disguises with their normal clothes. Yeah. Disguise in quotations. Grumbling about obstinate guardsmen and stupid plans, the rest of the team dressed themselves up as officers and good old-fashioned sanctioned psychers. For our part, we tacked on the insignia of a local regiment and caught some sleep while the rest got their costumes in order. When everyone was dressed up, we walked right through the mansion's security, pretending to be a local general dropping off some extra protection for his good friend, the secretary. The poor sod was out of his mind with panic. He was calling in every favor he had to fortify his mansion, and we fit right in with all the others. 
Our credentials weren't even checked. As soon as we claimed to be reinforcements, we were waved past security and let right inside. He even invited the general up to his office to personally thank him for his generosity. We walked right into the secretary's office and presented ourselves to him while the rogue trader stood behind him and stared at us boggle-eyed. Nothing good can last forever, though. And after a few seconds of speechlessness, the rogue trader called the secretary a freaking idiot and opened fire. The rogue, also, we forgot to say what the image for Sergio's paragraph was. It's the underpants gnomes from South Park. <laughs> The rogue trader was a little late, though. By the time he drew his weapon, the assassin had grabbed the secretary and had already killed several bodyguards. We signaled the, the Arbatees to move in, grab some cover, started a two-way firefight between the trader and security reinforcements. We had him well pinned and had started to flank him when the far door burst open and the trader's retinue entered the fight. Two of them were already glowing. Once again, we found ourselves stuck in the middle of a damn psyker duel. Meanwhile, the Arbatees moved in to detain everyone, and without direct orders from the secretary, none of the security forces felt inclined to argue with the Arbatees APCs. Back inside, the he bleh, bleh. I can't talk. Back inside, Heavy was mowing down reinforcements with a stubber, Twitch was nailing everyone who left cover, and the rest of us were steadily advancing on the traitor and his psychers. Surprisingly, the two enemy psychers were holding off all three of ours, and aside from a phenomenon, few phenomena, neither side appeared to actually be doing anything. Eventually, our slow advance got us a good shot on the traitor and his retinue, pushing the psychers to actually try something desperate. Face collapsed. But one of the tra traitor psychers burst into flame, taking a pair of retainers with him. In response, Nutjob and Snitch doubled down on the last psyker until suddenly Nutjob fell to the ground screaming and one of the last retainers did likewise. Suddenly the retainer got to his feet and tackled the last enemy psyker to the ground and started beating the shit out of him while giggling. While we all watched this, Nutjob got to his feet, drew his sidearm, and shot heavy in the back of the head. Uh, a second shot was fired at Twitch. Also, the picture is uh, Tom Hanks from Saving Private Ryan holding his pistol, which I'm sure is... I think this is from his death at the end of the movie. Wow, spoilers! Yeah, spoilers for, like, the 30-year-old movie. We won World War II, guys. That's the spoiler. Holy shit, we did? Yeah, we did. How? Sheer determination and Bitches. a balloon. Also, also nuclear weaponry. That too. Unfortunately, the second he stopped covering the traitor around, hit him in the back. While this happened, Sergeant Nubby downed the last retainer, and the traitor disappeared with a loud crack. Immediately afterward, the enemy psyker stopped moving. Doc ran towards Twitch and Heavy, and both possessed retainer <clears throat> and Nutjob collapsed again. Uh, both the possessed retainer, not both possess a retainer. While Doc started patching up Twitch, Snitch collapsed in exhaustion, and Nubby headshot the psyker and the retainer that had been attacking him. Sarge scanned the room for the traitor. With a tired giggle, Nutjob began to sit up. Immediately, the injured Twitch drew his sidearm and emptied the entire clip into the little bastard. Nobody commented on this. Thank God! I was waiting for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sarge and Nubby slowly approached the door to the bathroom attached to the office. Right as they reached it, a voice from inside announced, I would like to surrender to the position and put myself and my ship at the disposal of this current investigation. Both Sarge and Nubby ignored this and started prepping a breaching charge. Before they finished, they heard the assassin, who had been hiding with the secretary behind a filing cabinet, calm the interrogator and tell him that the target had been captured and the traitor was surrendering. The interrogator ordered Sarge to accept the gentleman's surrender and escort him to the shuttle. With a wary sigh, Sarge removed the charge and relayed the message. After a few seconds, the rogue trader opened the door and smugly declared, I knew we could work together. This was such a tragic misunderstanding. Whereupon Nubby yelled, I've got a gun! And Sarge blew his head off. The interrogator was not happy. Back to everyone's favorite president, George W. Bush, <laughs> with the Mission Accomplished logo. That was the that was the end of our part of the investigation. Doc got twitched stable and patched everyone else up while Sarge collected Heavy's body and Nubby looted the corpses. It was sort of awkward sitting there waiting for the all clear from the Arbatees. The secretary was moaning and crying in a very annoying way. Sorry if you can hear dog on my microphone. 
And the rest of the team kept shooting us death glares while they struggled to restrain him. We offered to help, but they refused us for some reason. The mood was not improved by Nubby making some truly horrific noises as he tried to pry something out of the traitor's corpse. In the end, he had the barred dock's bone saw. Eventually, the Arbatees finished clearing the mansion, and a team escorted us back to their precinct. A flyer came and, and picked up the secretary along with the assassin, Snitch, in face, and hauled Snitch. them off to some, secu some secure facility somewhere. We weren't told anything. We were definitely on the interrogator's shit list. Final psychic phenomena count 28. Final perils of the warp count 7. Uh, let's see. Uh, we hung out with the Arvides for a few hours, and they were nice enough to give us some food and help so Twitch up while we waited. After a while, the shuttle came for us, as well as, uh, to our surprise, the tech priest. It took us the, to the interrogator ship. The Right up was pretty somber. Heavy was dead. Both him and Nutjob's corpses were in the hold, and we knew the interrogator was fury with us. Not even Nubby's jokes about selling the price of secondhand gold teeth or his reenactment of Rogue Trader's death could cheer us up. When we got back to the ship, we were treated to a long lecture about how our incompetence had ruined the interrogator's carefully laid plans. We were told how Sarge's disobedience had removed a vitally useful source of information. Now our poor decision-making had killed a valuable teammate, and how the tech priest's mistake on the ship had jeopardized the entire mission. He'd also made several remarks about our general behavior, attitude, hygiene, and education. Then finally point out that only we acted professionally as the rest of the team heavy would still be alive. If the bastard didn't have remote control of the ship's security servitors, Sarge probably would have killed him. In the end, we were ordered to pack up and return to the shuttle. We would be returning to Oak's ship on a naval transport while the investigation was finished with the aid of the Arbiters and local ADMAC. A secure data slate containing a summary of the investigation so far as well as a detailed critique of our performance was sent along with us. It came with a dire warning that Oak would be expecting us. The slate and every attempt to accidentally lose it would go poorly, so we packed up our gear and heavy boarded our shuttle. However, as a final afterthought, we propped Nut Job's corpse upright in the bathroom, where it hopefully scared the shit out of that damned interrogator. <laughs> The trip back was a lot better than the trip out. None of the Navy boys bothered us, and we bonded with the tech priest over our mutual hatred of that bastard interrogator. So aside from Sarge's usual drills, we mostly just lounged around and came up with ideas for how to change the report after the tech priest finished hacking the secure data slate. Very few pieces of technology can resist a tech priest with a month of travel time on his hands. Before the trip was even half done, he had it cracked open and ready for a little judicious editing. There was a strong sentiment to wipe the whole thing and replace it with a picture of a butt and a note that said, blah, 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 I'm a gigantic tool, blah, blah, blah. But cooler heads prevailed. We simply removed all negative references to ourselves from the report and rewrote the disciplinary note to simply say that we were no longer needed and were being released back to Oak. As an afterthought, we went through the entire report and dialed the interrogator's self-praise up to 11. We hoped it would help him come off as a complete fucking idiot to anyone who read the report. And the picture for this one is Batman drawing a dick butt, handing it to somebody, it being dick butt, and the man looking up at the camera very angrily. Is that Mandarin? Is that somebody else? Not, I can't. That, that's I can't. a Marvel Mandarin's Marvel, there. you fake-ass fan. Oh, Fuck yeah. you. I think it's Rachel Ghoul. <clears throat> that would make more sense. It looks like Rachel. I'm not positive. Event. This is a. Uh, this is Colonel Roy Mustang at uh, at a funeral for a character that I will not spoil because I know the child. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck after up. After he got this is him after he got arrested for grooming a child. Uh. Anyways, what was I saying? Yeah. Uh. Without giving away spoilers, he's crying at a funeral. Because uh, I know Sergio wants to watch the show. Eventually, we arrived back at Professor Oak's giant spacefaring inquisitorial school, which was currently orbiting some random agri-world. We dropped off the data slate, got debriefed, and went to go find our fellow guardsmen. Sure enough, there were a few of them holding down the little section of the ship that we had claimed back when we arrived. Uh. We got together, shared some stories, and planned a suitable funeral for Heavy. We called up the tech priest and found our other Cogbro still hanging out in engineering, so we invited them both down to the planet with us. Then we got Heavy out of storage, requisitioned the shuttle, and headed down to the Agri-World to give him a proper send-off. In the morning, the Cogbros helpfully hauled off all of our hungover asses back onto the shuttle and got us back abroad before anyone no aboard, not abroad, before anyone noticed we had left. That being done with, we settled in for a few well-deserved weeks of R&R, on some days, a squad would come back with the with tales of success or failure, and occasionally missing a few men. 
other days a runner would come down and a squad would head out for or a new one would be pieced together eventually the squads are in our time time ran out so we packed our bags and waited for the runner to come for us the runner didn't come though instead one day as we lounged in our makeshift barracks a tall man ducked into the room he wore green dress and positively reeked of officer in a chipper voice he greeted us and invited our squad and that strapping young fellow with the sword to join him on a little expedition he said he was going into a combat zone and thought we'd enjoy a chance to get back into action and solve a few little military problems that are right up our alley, what what. So with a heavy sigh, heavy sigh, we gathered up the one man in the regiment dumb enough to prefer a sword after over a good old-fashioned last gun and followed our new interrogator into the shuttle. So that new guy with the sword is definitely the new character the player for heavy rolled up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um... How long have we been recording? Do we, we want to do been another recording one? For almost an hour. I do not want to do another one. I have got stuff I really need to get you to. You don't want. Okay. All right. I'm going to. So next time we're doing what's in the box. Uh, let me write that down. Yeah, for real this time. For real. All this right. Is um, yeah, I like it's, the All Guardian Party. It's quite funny yeah, that you can too. set the language to Italian. Don't know why. I'm assuming it's an Italian fan fiction, <laughs> if I were to guess. Is this really a fan fiction? Yes. Okay. It is uh, as we, as we as we discussed in the last episode. But it when is, we, it when is when fiction. The term, th- the term is like just a a straight up. Oh, it is a fan fiction, and not it is in the realm of fan fiction. You kind of think it's more it written is, like a book, and this is written as a just summary of what happened during a... I mean yeah but it is also a fictional story being told in a fictional universe that is not official true which I, I'd of... say I'd say would be a fan fiction I'd say it's more of a kind of fan fiction because when you say oh it's just a fan fiction you think of something like Wattpad or fanfiction.net I mean well, sure. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think the uh, um What's it called? Uh... So, like, I, like I, I think that there are different types of it. It doesn't have to be the the bottom of the barrel garbage that we usually read, or no, I'm not like it has the, to be the, that. Yeah, but the the actual definition of fan fiction is making fiction based on copyrighted worlds and characters, based on an existing work. Would you say that a script, uh, a, a fan fiction written as a script, would not be a fan fiction? I would say when you use it's a fan fiction, people think of it as being written like a novel or a book because that's what almost all fan fiction that people read comes from. I mean, sure. We've also but we've we've also read a lot of fan fictions that aren't written like that. So right, I think well, think of it like this. If somebody yeah. makes a fan comic, would you call that a fan fiction or would you call it a fan yes. comic to be more descriptive? Fan comics are fan fictions. They are a type of fan fiction, but calling it a fan fiction isn't as descriptive or accurate as just calling it a fan comic. I mean, I mean yeah, I, but... I probably wouldn't describe this as a fan fiction to someone, but as as uh as it's in the realm of John, fan fiction, I agree. As 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 John Fannon and those who have been sticking with our podcast for some for some godforsaken reason for 126 episodes, they they know what we what we determine to be a fan fiction. Yeah. We love you, Ralph. Love you. Yeah, parasocial. Thing. 